is an illicit radio program. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome. Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. Hello there everyone and welcome back to episode 18 of the internet's favourite horror chat show, The Bazaar. Tonight, I love the internet, I must say, because I was going to get onto these two people individually, but as fate and luck would have it, they were together in the same place, so you're getting a two for one today. So I have the wonderful Emily Fleury and the charming Richard Charles Stevens. So, Emily is involved, as you, if you're following me on Twitter, you've probably seen Icon Label Pictures, and Richard is involved with Rivers of Gru, also known to friends as Keeper of the Crimson Quill. But they've also done a few short movie collaborations, uh, 60 Seconds to Die, Starfucker, and they have a new uh, collaboration underway, Ravish, which is in the sort of gestational stages there and we talk a little bit about that and what to expect and it was just an all-round fun chat so it's good to connect with people after so long and get to find out who they are so this is what this show is all about and thanks for coming along again and listening now as always a little bit of housekeeping of I don't know why, it's just something I do now, is the country leaderboards for listeners. So the United States is number one. All my best fans over there. Thanks, guys. United Kingdom in at number two. We have Canada at number three. Poland. Then Ireland at number five. Guys, you really got to up your game there. And we have India, France, Spain, and five other unspecified countries. So thanks for that. SoundCloud, you're giving me some really deep details this week for some reason. And also, guys, if you are still listening to the Monster Guys and their Halloween in July series, today will be the last episode featuring myself, so I had a four-week run, so definitely check that out too. And I know it's not that timely, but in the episode we do have a little chat about George A. Romero and his recent passing and sort of what he meant to the community and ourselves. But I won't keep you too long with this intro. We will just sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat with Emily and Richard. Hello, Emily and Richard. Welcome to the show this evening. How are ye? Oh, fine. Great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I can see the sun shining in on you there. It's a lovely day out in SXER right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, the sun's out. It's blazing today. <laughs> yeah, I can see the sweat pouring down your brow there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've lost about 30 pounds already since lunchtime. So. Yeah, I'm the same. Since I turned on the laptop, I've lost about 50. It's <laughs> sweltering. It seems to be another heat wave. And uh, guys, I asked this of everyone, and it's a well-worn question now, but would you like to introduce yourselves? I'll start with yourself, Emily. Do you want to just give a little bit of background? Um, yeah, so I'm a screenwriter-director in French. Uh, I'm living in Paris, and uh, what can I... Um, so um, basically, I, I began to uh, work in movies, um, I would say... 10 years uh, ago, uh, but it was more uh, as an actress, and um, yeah, um, I decided to, um, um, at, at the moment, to um, just after a big accident I had to, <laughs> to do what I had, what I had to do, and to, um, yeah, to, uh, to write and to, and to shoot. Um, so first the movie I had in, in mind was a Process 5, a sci-fi short, sci-fi short. Mm -hmm. And um, and then um, I needed to um, to write this uh, screenplay trauma dolls. Uh, who um, the, uh, the, this screenplay was uh, very uh, personal to, um, to me and um, 
uh, I wrote it then, translated it with uh, Cameron Watson, who was a very good uh, translator in, in, in France. And he's, he's American and he's, he's, he worked with uh, Luc Besson, uh, Alex, Alexander Aja, people like that. So um, I was in very good hands with him and we, we worked a lot to be sure the screenplay would be uh, exactly uh, um, you know, the, the same level that what I wrote in, in French. That's never easy to do that because mm -hmm. my English is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really wanted to do it uh, well, and so yeah, that was um, a um, fantastic experience. And after that, yeah, Tromadors uh, was finalist at the Fright Night Film Fest and semi-finalist at the um, the Shrek Fest. And then after that, I decided to do a campaign for this and. Yeah, um, I went um, to the Holy Shorts Film Festival, which is right now, I think, uh, in, in August in Hollywood, a very good festival. So, yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I continue to move, um, to move forward. And, and then um, Richard, um, Richard um, asked me if I wanted to do um, a, special, um, a special short for a horror anthology, 60 mm -hmm. Seconds to Die. Yes. Yeah, this is how I did the Stoppaker thing. <laughs> I, I shot Stoppaker. Um, it's a short, uh, one minute, sh one minute short. And then we um, we decided to. Uh, Richard had uh, the idea to um, uh, make it uh, become a feature film. So um, this this is a res is a resume of um, my work uh, quickly that I. Just, um. <laughs> yes, we can get into them a little bit deeper in a minute because I have a few questions burning yeah, like okay. a star. <laughs> and Richard, yourself, would you like to introduce yourself to the world, fellow Richard? <laughs> fellow Richard, yes, I certainly will, Sir Richard. Um, yeah, I'm um, I'm probably best known as a as a writer. I've been um, I set up a site called Rivers of Green. Um, four years ago now, um, and started uh, by writing reviews um, or appraisals, as I called them, because um, I, I kind of don't like the word review. I find it kind of uh, I find it a little bit crass. Yeah, I wanted yeah. To do some, and I wanted to try and try something different. Um, and I started writing reviews, and, and yeah, the site's been up for sort of four years now. Um, and that's kind of been uh, my my main passion. I've done a little bit of acting. Um, I've done a little bit of um, uh, directing. Thanks to Emily for the um, for the sixty seconds to die. I, I did a piece on that called Hazard. Um, not in the same uh, league as, as Starfucker, but um, but yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, mainly mainly it's um, it's probably my appraisals that I'm I'm sort of best best known for the film reviews that I do. Um, and I, I write under the synonym, the Keeper of the Crimson Quill. So. Of course, of course. And for those, because this is an audio podcast, but I'm talking to the two of you together. How did you get collaborated or why are you together on business or is it more um, than business well, or what is it? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we um, well, it was about uh, just over two years ago. It's actually longer than that, uh, that we, we started to, um, we were in contact on Twitter, weren't we? And um and Emily was always really supportive, and um, she was sort of working on trauma dolls at the time, and uh, and trying to get off that off the ground. Um, and we just um, always supported each other um, through sort of everything that we were both doing. Um, and then when when the um, the possibility uh, came up for sixty seconds to die, instantly Emily just sort of sprung straight to mind. Um, and I really wanted to, you know, it seemed like she really had a, a, a voice. She was really looking for a way to kind of to use it. She had something that she really wanted to say through a film. And then we just sort of collaborated on that. And we've been collaborating ever since. So, um, yeah, we just sort of support each other in everything that we're doing. And, and um, yeah, I um, think it's because we uh, also we discovered we were very similar, very visual and at the same time very... Um, uh, you know, music, um, images, and writing—it's really our stuff. And we functionate, I would say, the same, but we complete each other because, um, for example, you remember this piece, "What's in the Box." So I tried to illustrate it, that, and then yeah, that's very interesting because um, when you need um, 
some visual stuff, you always uh, have uh, marvelous ideas, then I can try to work on this. And yeah, this yeah, is so, how it works. Yeah, so there's quite a few. We've done, I've done quite a lot of, because I do a lot of fiction as well. Um, I write pieces of fiction. And um, yeah, we, we often collaborate on them. So Emily would design images for it um, and we'll work on it. To, um, it's always been my thing. Um, I'm not a big reader. So, um, and I've got a short attention span. So I always, when, when I'm writing, I'm trying to um, do as much as possible to bring the writing off the screen. Yes, yeah. So as 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 you uh, will know, if you've seen any of my reviews, there's always audio. Um, I'm always looking. It's got to be high def pictures. You, you mean know, one of your appraisals, not your reviews. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know. Do you know what? I've I've actually I actually had to use the word review on the site. Um, it for four years I was I was dead against it, and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But in the end, you've just you've kind of got to do it so that people know what you're doing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So I've got used to using the word reviews, and sometimes I use it when I'm tweeting with people. Um, but but yeah, yeah. To me, it's it's appraisals because I'm <laughs> I'm trying to do. I want um, any film that I write about to be different to 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 anything else. It comes from um, a certain place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want it to be a different experience from, from most reviews and yeah, yeah. focus more on the positive than, than the negative as well. Um, yeah. and yeah, more than any, more, more than anything else, um, I'm not there to, to crush anyone else who's, you know, putting their art out there. Yeah, because uh, what was it the other day you put up? It was uh, The Sun That Dreaded Sundown, and oh my god, <laughs> I hated yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this is the thing is, um, I you can you can generally get a gist from when you read the appraisals you'll get a gist for what I actually think of a film but the way that I score films is very very it's got a very kind of strict guideline and that's the part I enjoy the least yes of course yeah um so something like the town, um the town that's dreaded dread sundown t- technically it's a decent film that is so it's it is. kind of it's 7 out of 10 material um, personally, for me, I thought it was okay, um, but I didn't really think much of it after I'd, I'd finished watching it. You know, it was it was just sort of um, in and out. But uh, on a technical level, it was kind of seven out of ten material. So there's a little bit of sometimes people don't really understand how I how I write the reviews. But I've written reviews for films that I give ten out of ten yeah. that I'm not. I've got no great desire to go back and watch any 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 other time in my life you yes, know yes yes um and some of my favorite films i've i've, I've marked lower so it's true it's, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it's my true. my my guiltiest pleasure is um an old 1983 film called extro by harry bromley davenport okay i don't one, think i've come across that one. Oh, it's great but you know if i if i was marking that for my heart i'd give it a 10 because it was, it was the first film I ever watched on VHS. Um, it's just unlike any other film I've seen. But when I'm writing an appraisal, that part of it has to be... Yeah. That's with the head and everything else is with the soul. So. Yeah. Right, so... <laughs> we, we, we talked about this the other day and thought maybe we can um, uh, imagine also scores. And like uh, you have the technical level, you have the aesthetic, and then you have also the, the meaning or the thematic. Because you know, and and then at the end you can have a, a score, a global score. But it would mm. be interesting to have different scores because, um, yeah, some some movies it's extraordinary on a technical level, and for the rest it's just crap. So, yeah, <laughs> or the contrary. <laughs> yeah, you, you, so you kind of have to read between the lines a lot when you read them. <laughs> when you read my appraisals, sometimes you'll see that you know I might uh, rate a film quite highly, but. You'll you'll know from what I've written whether uh, whether or not I've you know it's personal or whether it's just. <laughs> but I'm always trying. I just want it to be. The thing that we really used to frustrate me with critics is so many of them. There's so much politics involved. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about the big critics, the people like I don't know. You look at like Rolling Stone magazine and 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 the New York Times and 
that you know they have their favourites, and and then uh, there's a lot of politics involved. If they don't like a director, then yeah. they mark films down, and I refuse to do that. You know, I could uh, someone that stabbed me in the leg could go out and make a film, and if it's good, I'll I'll review it the same as any other film. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair. I'm not, I'm not in a position to judge anyone, you know. So yeah, yeah. you're judging the art. That's right. Not, not the person behind oh. the art. Yeah. So on the topic so of appraisals, how Emily was uh, 60 Seconds to Die and I suppose Starfucker, how were they received, especially given that they would have been translated as well? How have they generally been received? Um, you mean uh, how did they were... Um, um, how were they received at the festivals? Yeah, the festivals, I think. Um, the, the, the little, I would say, uh, this is uh, interesting because... The fact it's, it's so short is not necessarily easy for people because they want more. So I think it's received more like a trailer in a way. Yes. It's it's that. But at the same time, I think it's... Uh, um, it's Because there is a twist. They don't expect that. There is a story that's very complicated in one, in one minute to really uh, to tell something. And to have, uh, I would say, the, um, the structure of a, um, a real story, first part, second part, third part, and, and but it, it's in it. And um, I just, uh, for me, it was a challenge. So I think people, they like it because it's um, it's well made. Yeah, it's well made. It's um, giallo. Uh, uh, it's a giallo aesthetic um, movie, if I can say that, uh, mm-hmm. like that. Um, and at the same time, it's dangerous, so um, there is quite a mystery behind, and yeah, so they enjoy it. I think they are a little bit frustrated, <laughs> in a way, because it's really short. Right, but, right. Yeah, but I'm really, really happy because, you know, the fact um, um, festivals like the Holy Shorts or the Shrek Fest or the Triple Six, uh, very good festivals, I think. Really, really, uh, it's, um, they, they, all, all of the three of them, they have uh, such a high level. Uh, this is it. Just for me, it's just um, that it shows that, um, yeah, it's uh, the level is, you know, technically and the rest, it's, it's there. It's yes. there. Yeah. So very well, I think very well received. And at the same time, I can't wait to do this as a feature film because, yeah. Uh, I really want to tell more and, and not frustrate the audience. <laughs> yeah. And do you think there's enough material to go full feature? Like, what kind of timing are you looking to do? I mean, a minute up to even 15 minutes would be a lot. So how are you looking to expand it? Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, it's... Um, anyways, Richard is going to write it, but um, I haven't... Yeah, that's Richard's problem is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not because we're working together and, uh, you know, I structured... Uh, the story also uh, to give an idea uh, of what we can do, but um, this is a stru- an idea of structure, but um, it's really, I think for us, uh, there is really the material, because we, we want to, um, it's not going to be um, a too long, uh, too long hour, um, feature film, more um, one hour and a half. Yeah, because I think Yeah, I, I think, and, and it, most of the time, two horrors for a movie, it's too long, I think. But for horror, especially, I think it's pretty too long. Uh, but yeah, no, we we have there the material of um, everything we need. We have the glamour, we have the danger, the mystery, and the the most important is the characters. We have this girl, which is a uh, this girl is really um, um I, I would say is um, a monster inside. So there is a no, uh, so many levels uh, you can um, um, you, you can really dig deep inside because it's about hu- humanity, it's about uh, our failure, it's about our weaknesses, it's about our monstrosity. So um, there you have everything you you want to um, to bring to bring up and to uh, talk about. Uh, there is also this psychiatrist uh, that would be introduced in it and. Yeah, she's also a star. She's a, an extraordinary singer, a dark synth singer. Yes, yeah. So that's very interesting. There is a universe there. We, we can really uh, play with that. And yeah, it's about... Also, yeah, I know w- women now are the big um, 
Um, yeah, no, I, I think women, uh, we just now are uh, at a point where um, directors are um, taking lead role, female lead role to, to tell um, stories because you have there a, um, um, a really wi wide um, space. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and, yeah, I think that's right. We, we saw uh, the Bad Batch, we saw, saw this other, um, the Love Witch. There is another one we saw. Uh, the, um, There's Atomic and, Blonde is coming oh, out soon. It's, it's stunning. All female directors and all female uh, lead roles. So, extraordinary. So, this, yeah, okay, so we're at this point where it's, it's accepted now. But, um, yeah, maybe Richard can talk more about. Um, uh, rubbish um, and so, so vicious. Yeah, well, I, I mean, speaking from um, the, the kind of angle that we want to come from with the film, um, I mean, I, I grew up with um, Giallo, and mm -hmm. I know he did too. And there's um, there's some great, some wonderful strengths, um, but there's also quite a lot of weaknesses in Giallo. Yes, um, which you kind of learn to love. You know, it's just part of. The, 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 the charm in a way but it's kind of uh, looking to sort of capitalise on the strengths of, of the genre the use of colour the use of gore as something that's like almost like a kind of a, a canvas that you paint, mm. making it beautiful you know, um, there's that on the sort of aesthetic level but um, dialogue narrative um, making that strong making it unpredictable, making it um Stepping out of that kind of, you know, the old sort of giallo constraints and doing something new with it. So, yeah, it's it's just, it's in need of an update. There have been updates to giallos um, in the last sort of few years. There have been sort of new giallos coming out. I'm a humongous fan of Amer, um, which I, I think is a remarkable film but um but yeah we're looking to do something a little bit different to that you yeah, know anyway. narr narrative isn't that film's strong point it, yes yeah it yeah. gets the beauty and the design you know there's, there's no i've never i don't think i've ever seen a film with better sound design than a mouth but yeah on a narrative level it's not that kind of film but it's no. kind of trying to marry the two up yeah, yeah. Yeah, we want more sex, also more uh, violence. We want uh, it's it's like um, you know the, um, one of my favorite directors, Paul Verhoeven. Mm -hmm. So you know he has this kind of violence when he in this kind of passion, very modern thing. I really um, I feel it really. So um, I think it, in my style there is something not far away from this um, kind of violence with. Um, I don't know, very spontaneous and very wild in a way, very... So I think it's, it's probably... Um, some, some. This is something Richard knows and will probably use also because he knows we, we love giallo, we, we're not going to do uh, a, a normal giallo, we don't want that. We really want to um, try to um, go on an area not explored, if it's possible. You yes. know, we can't never say we're going to do something new, everything has been done, that's not it, but I'm sure, and that was also the idea of Tony, I think, at the beginning, we talked about Jelly, and he said, yeah, this is the next big, big thing in horror, because it, it, there is something not totally um, explored uh, there. Uh, it wasn't fully exploited to the death. <laughs> That, that's no, that's <laughs> it exactly because when you see this is one of my um, model. There is Tenebre because when you see this movie of Dario Argento, there is something there. Um, yeah, I think it, because it's about identity, and we're gonna talk about identity. I think it's art identity, and maybe there is a sexual identity thing in in Tenebre. It's not where we are going. Um, with Ravish, but there is something there, really modern, and the, the radical, uh, it's very, it's radical, Teneb to me, and also it's Teneb, but it's, it's totally bright, so this is something, um, I think I'm really interested in doing something, um, yeah, I don't know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, I think we're gonna try really to, um, push the boundaries some, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. In all different respects. 
Right. So where <laughs> is sort of the passion and the drive to make these movies? And I assume it's pretty much on a small budget. Are you self-funding or crowdfunding? How are you doing that? You're probably better uh, I don't know. when it comes to it. I've got a great creative mind, but, no, but a, biz- a business mind that's for shit. So. Yes. We have plans with Tony because uh, we're doing this with Tony Newton also. And um, he is the, um, the man who, um, uh, Tony Newton is the master of this anthology thing, 60 seconds. There is a 60 seconds to die, one, first, and, th- and three. Yeah. And so Grindhouse thing with uh, Lloyd Kaufman. So yeah, the, the thing is, no, we're going to do it in a way. Um, there is a campaign on my site so people can help support and donate. Yes, we can put it in the show notes if people want to throw yeah, a few so coffees can... in there. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you you're saying yeah for donations. Yeah. Um. You um. You would like to know more about that or? Oh no! no. I'll, be, I'll be able to put it in the notes for people at the end so they can. Oh, yeah. Good. They're good. Click. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So they can really and they can participate in. Uh. But uh, we're gonna. Um, I think we're gonna um, finish the script and really try to find the right people. This is the way we're gonna do it because without a producer and a producer, you know, a, really a company can really um, help us to do it uh, the right way. There is no, um, it's too complicated. A crowdfunding by ourselves, uh, I mean, um, uh, Indiegogo campaign or something like that. We yes. need a company to do this for us because this is, uh, it's not really working now. I think people are, there are so many movies and also uh, the biggest one has the money generally so yes and people putting up campaigns like i need to buy a chicken sandwich can you fund it please oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. no, we're gonna do it um <laughs> you know in a in a classic way i would say if, if people are interested to finance us and to uh be uh yeah to produce with us yeah it's gonna be uh great to do it that way so yeah we we, we don't know but um we're we are invited at the triple t <laughs> Uh, um, 18. So okay, uh, great. yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, we have to have a movie by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but actually, I mean, uh, we've uh, over over the last uh, two three years, um, there's there have been a lot of people that have kind of become known to me in the UK. There's there's some really good, talented, passionate people. In horror in the UK, um, UK and Ireland, all 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 around. And I've France. seen a few stuff coming out of Ireland. It's. Uh... <laughs> I, do you know? I really like the canal. I watched that a little while ago. I thought that was. That I was... didn't see that one. Now, in fairness, I'm I'm only <laughs> jesting. I'm sure there's some <laughs> gems out there. But um, but yeah, there seems to be a lot of people that um that have got this kind of uh the the, the same sort of mindset. And a thing that I uh, I started doing on Twitter was um. A hashtag for Creators Unite. Yes, I was going to bring that up. You spawned the Creators United, did you? Um, yeah, it was. Um, it's an infectious. Idea that... I started using it. <laughs> yeah, it's, would really love it to, to to take off and be something that that, that we all use. Um, and I wrote an article which I posted on the site to kind of explain what what it was that how I was seeing this working. Yeah, uh, and it's basically just um, it's just good people just supporting each other. There's no agenda, there's no judgment or anything like that. That's the the people that we're involved with, yeah, you yeah. know, like um, UK horror scene and slaughtered birds. Yeah, um, exactly. Chris Barnes and Andy Dean, Creepers Eye Kelly, yourself. You no, know, there's there's really good people. Yeah. Um, directors as well, like David Chaudois, who's who made a film called Bad Acid, a short film called Bad Acid. Come here, he was the first person I recorded with, David Chaudois. He was really? episode number three. You should go back and listen. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah, really nice guy. And and it's you know there's there's some real talent in the UK, and it's just trying to work out um, things go in cycles, and we're reaching the end of one cycle at the moment. Um, and it would be really good to, to, to build something because actually um, I, I learned this from kind of George A. Romero, who yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. Yes, but, um, yes. <laughs> uh, he always had like a kind of, there was like a kind of family. Um, Surrounding him so, in the yeah, crews and stuff. 
Yeah, very yeah. much so, yeah. And it's just building something, you know, good people that want to work together, want to yeah, create. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just... Uh, Birds of a feather flock together. Absolutely. And then <laughs> and then we can make a, a big noise, you know, because at the moment it's very, very hard. This industry is not easy. Um, and I've I found that over the last sort of four years. It's not easy. It's not easy to kind of um, to break out into you know doing something that you really want to do it's it's tough yes because i I just wanted to touch on that with regards you know the funding and how you're doing it like obviously now you've nearly answered the question but would you be opposed to maybe selling out the script or the idea to a bigger production company but maybe that would restrict i suppose the creative juices from flowing a bit because it might be taken over or would you prefer to have something that didn't maybe look as sharp to have your own kind of fingerprint on that? Uh, I've got a quick answer for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, personally, um, one of the things that, that, that I think is that you can, if you if you write a script that can can be shot on, a, on you know, not on a, an enormous budget. Yeah, on a budget, yeah. Um, and not use, you know, loads and loads of locations, but if you can make it strong enough, make the dialogue strong enough, make the film resonate, enough and do that on, on on a small budget there's no reason why it can't look beautiful mm-hmm. i mean chris barnes i've just uh, recently watched his short film um uh the burn, burn yes yes i say chris barnes i, I the director's name <laughs> chris burns <laughs> yeah, chris, did i say chris barnes, no. chris barnes. yeah chris burns um <laughs> and the uh, director's name escapes me at the I moment think, is it like a tony or something it's something beginning with J. Jordan yeah, or something, yeah, I think. Something, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I better and, uh, look it up and we can edit it out. <laughs> yeah, massive apologies. Yeah, massive apologies. Uh, apologies there, if there, he's, there is Max Cavanham in, in this movie. Yeah, Yeah, but but this is... Um, no, that this... was fantastically shot and done. And I know yeah. they did it for yeah. comparatively very little money. And it was... Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, it's, um, and it really does look the part. And you can you can do that. I mean... Starfucker was, um, it didn't have a, a huge budget, it was made on a very, very small budget, but it looks really, really slick um, and beautifully shot, and, and I think you can do it on a, on a small budget, but you need to write with that in mind, you need to kind of... Yeah, that's it. So, ideally, we'd want to take it from, from you know, from a seed right the way through to to the end ourselves and not and, and not have to um to compromise that vision because that seems to be the problem um and it always has been the problem you know these so many horror directors have been frustrated because their vision can't co- make it to screen yes well uh, yeah i suppose on that there's another uh london director there mark j blackman his movie um neon got selected to the shortlist on the Academy, like the Oscars shortlist. So that was done on a small budget. That was only 15,000. So I suppose I'm nearly undermining my own question. I suppose there is hope for all the independents out there because yeah, I, I yeah. say the only thing that makes it to cinemas really is the AAA stuff. But then yeah, the, and that, I, uh, that company, A24, they're kind of like the medium independent size. They did The Witch... And they recently did It Comes at Night, which I watched yesterday. Uh-huh. So they're kind of like pushing forward like the indie stuff, which mightn't be like adhering to a mainstream formula because I suppose The Witch and It Comes at Night were very much ambiguous in their storytelling and it was like refreshing. And then it boosted better appraisals and reviews from people because yeah. it wasn't just like, boo, scare, like, oh, like paranormal yeah. activity or something. Yeah, no, no. They've, um, I haven't seen it, it uh, comes at night, but um, yeah, I've seen the witch and uh, what, what they. I'm first time director as well, right? It's uh, yeah. it's stunning yeah. in in that respect. It's you know what he managed to achieve mm. was uh, was remarkable. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it can be done, but it just uh, it needs. That's where I think it's really important that you have a good base of people that are all kind of working together with the same kind of, yeah. you know, supporting each other and 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 just building it as much as they can to a point where we can actually do something, you know, and and, and make a make a proper noise. 
Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, the product has to be good. You can't just all be patting each other on the back either. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is the good thing about, you know, when, when I praise, I, I, the, the big thing for me is integrity. Uh, there's, you know, I won't write something that's not true. And that's always been my angle. And I think that's why people kind of cottoned on in the first place. Because it's like this guy's just saying it as it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite blunt at times, <laughs> but not blunt for my own ego. If yeah, that makes of course, sense. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just sort of say it how it is, and yeah, you, you know, I, I, um, like you said, you can't just sort of be patting each other on the back if, you know, if we, if we, if I wrote a screenplay and it's shit. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm okay to say that. Uh, but if I if I um if I write, write a screenplay and it's and it's, it's crap and everyone's saying yeah well done oh no no it's, no uh, you <laughs> know, yeah 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 it's, it's no, no. you need people that can just turn around and say like what was that about that's absolute crap <laughs> or something absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. definitely the tough love <laughs> yeah. yeah tough love indeed so when do you reckon Ravish is gonna start rolling or uh, how far along in pre-production or production is it oh my god uh I. I guess that one's down to me, that, that yeah. question, because, um, yeah, at the moment it's in the screenplay um, stage, and uh, I it's being prepared. Um, I don't write in the normal way. Um, I tend to... You write with your feet. I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I watched my left foot when I was... Yeah. Little, always stuck with me, so... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't... Um, I do. I sit down and I write, and I might write for three hours, and I don't come up for air, and I don't realise what I've written until I've uh, until it's come out. It's a very strange spiritual experience with me. So when it actually comes to writing the screenplay, it will come out sort of pretty fast. Hmm. Um, and that's um, yeah, it's just kind of working up to that point. Yeah, being sure. at that point creatively yeah. where you can just uh, can can do something like that because you're talking about creating a story from from scratch we've got our basics we know how we want it to be yeah but, i worked but, a lot to get to um uh, bring him all the elements i wanted to have and also because i thought of the costs everything yes well crane no you know we're not gonna have many uh sets one and uh, yeah. one location and not a lot of things but so everything is um um it's about the psychological uh, thing and the writing. I think really if we have a strong screenplay, which we've, with Richard, we're gonna have that. So uh, <laughs> you know, we just need to, um, yeah, it's prepared. So the more the all the things are, um, I think now, yeah, you know, um, you have all the elements. So it's yeah, the yeah. moment but the it'll moment come out is, quick. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, that's it. We pre we t we take a lot a lot of uh, time to prepare, to prepare, to prepare, to think about to uh, of everything, the music and the, the character and everything. Everything is there. So uh, we have I would say we have um, a document for the preparation, and everything. But yeah, after that, you know, it's gonna. Um, it's the way we work. Yeah. Okay. And Emily, are you based in France uh, full time? Yeah, I'm in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So in Paris. Is there much of a scene of independent film, if not independent horror film? No, no, that's the problem. You know, that it has always been my problem. Uh, there is no market in France for uh, the horror thing is not seen as a good thing there. They, they, they are sure that horror means crap. Um, you know, for, for them, it's not important. It's not art. It's not um, entertaining uh, at all. It's not uh, interesting at all. They just tend to um, um, they they just tend to forget this uh, area, uh, the horror um, um, horror market and horror fans and all stories and so that's um, it has always been complicated even when I was a child because when I um, I wasn't able to see the um, the movies we're talking about and the classics we know now and. So I was just reading at reviews. We had Mad Movies and uh, Les Grands Fantastiques. Mm -hmm. Too much of them I wrote. Um, yeah, I just tried to um, discover those amazing directors uh, via interviews, via pictures, things like that, because we didn't have the internet at this time, and we we couldn't also find the videos or you know 
that was strange. So um, this is um, how I grew up with horrors. Yes. And always been fascinated by horror. And then, yeah, at the moment, I when I decided really to, when I, I, sh I shot Process 5, after that I said to my crew, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to send the movie, um, you know, everywhere uh, apart from France because it's not going to be selected anywhere here. Right. This, this is how it, be, it, became, uh, it, it began like that for me, and, and, and I think, yeah, uh, I have a crew in France, very loyal people, uh, my sound engineer, my production designer, my hair designer, <laughs> the people also working in the sound, they are great, I have a great editor, Richard knows him, and yeah, people like that, also my composer, so we have the crew, I would say, in France, but we're not going to do things there. Or yeah, if you're yeah. lucky enough to find producers, yeah, of course. But it seems that in France it's really complicated. The people who can find the money, they go in Belgium. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because you know? I was just thinking there, I was just of the film Raw that came out, which was in French. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I had it, the female director there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Juliette de Cunha. She's, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to butcher that surname there. Yeah, she did, she did this school, this French school, and she, apparently now people are looking for horror stuff. So they said there is the audience. It's just the market and the distributors. They don't want that. Right. So apparently she was lucky because she found the money quite quickly. This is what I heard uh, from a Belgian producer, Jean de Forêt. Uh, so yeah, she was lucky. Um, and that's great because she opens, I would say maybe, I hope so, <laughs> I hope she's opening doors for us. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think you'd be able to ride on her coattails a bit? I suppose, to follow her lead, I, that's a bit of a, a very English uh, phrase there, I just said, <laughs> riding on the coattails. I, mean, no, I, I think it's very inspiring that someone, yeah. you know, it's it's only a good thing if someone else I is succeeding... So. I think so. And they've they've managed to do it. Then that's a great inspiration for everyone else. That it can, you know, it can be yeah, it can be done. Because so. yeah, because now I'm not a monster anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, but yeah, it's 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 not so strange. Maybe yeah, because I suppose going back to an earlier point we were talking about, why do you think it's taken pretty much like 120 years of cinema to have like more, not a female focus, but more so like an equality in film and that people are finally have an appetite for female leads I suppose that it's not the big macho man with you know sweaty muscles or whatever that it's actually <laughs> people want to see like female leads and female heroes why do you think it's taken so long would you have any opinion on that um do you have any op opinion on why it's taken so long for the females no. to be at the forefront you know like yeah. lead characters and no, and you know, uh, this is what okay. I, I said also I back in the inter interview, interview of uh, Entertainment Magazine, I think in female, in horror especially, they were important, um, constantly they were there, and they always, uh, they, they've always been there. Uh, for the, for the, um, the actresses, for example, they, um, um, oh god, I'm sorry for uh, my English. <laughs> That's alright, take your no, time. Yeah, the lead roles, uh, we always had uh, strong female characters in, in movies, always. Um, in entertainment, yeah, I was uh, talking about Marlene Burns and Carolyn Monroe and all those girls. But, um, I think they really helped. They really, really helped. Marilyn uh, Burns, yeah. Sigourney Weaver, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, all know. of them. So, no, no, yeah, I think yeah. that's... They, and for the female uh, directors, I just think that it was not... Uh, the right time. Um, I think in every country that was the problem. I think it was not necessarily uh, um, possible, and now it is. That's it. Yeah, it's just it's just taken a long time for the world to catch up. Yeah, because it's like you know, just kind of get over it, sexism and and and, and racism and all the isms. Yeah, we got it. to a point now where it's just like just, just leave, leave it be and let let people just you know be judged on their individual strengths. Yeah. Well, I, just accommodates that a little bit easier now because it's much. Yeah, more... I definitely think the social media is kind of outing people a bit because it's just like yeah. you can't hide behind the isms for so long. It's like, no, I'm not being racist. You're just an absolute beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you have. Uh, yeah. it's like I you're think just not a nice person. Bigelow, for example, is a big example of suddenly 
with uh, um, a director like Catherine Biglow. You know, it changed everything. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and of course, the most recent Wonder Woman, there was a big hubbub that that was like female director and highest grossing, you know, movie by a female director. I don't know why movies and stuff always go back to money, though. It's like you can't judge the quality based on how much money it makes because there's plenty like massive blockbusters like Cars 2 or 3 that are absolute schlock, but all the kids love it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many films um, as well that... I mean, I'm always coming across old films from the 70s and 80s that just flatlined um, yeah. or, 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 or weren't known. Actually, one film that I appraised recently was Richard Stanley's Hardware. Yeah. Um, that actually did make a, a, a tidy profit, but it also just sort of disappeared. And no one seemed to know anything about it. And, you know, um, therefore, it's kind of not um, regarded as a classic. And it, and it absolutely is. It's a, yeah. it's a brilliant science fiction movie and and deserves great credit but yeah for some reason um it's sort of not until 20 30 years later these gems start popping up yeah 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 all all the youngins who never saw these things are like what are some cult hits that i can download (laughs) online or whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but um but arrow video oh man oh Oh, they're doing the world's the best service (laughs) They, they, oh, they, they are. are the they, are. they are the best. I really think they are. We, yeah. You know, just watching films like um, the other day, I watched. Uh, we watched Madhouse, which oh, is an old 1981 slasher that made yes, yes, yeah. video nasty. Did. Oh god, yeah. And um, it's you know to see it restored now, oh, you realise yeah. you can finally see yeah. how it was intended. Back then, you was lucky if you could get like an old VHS from your mate. Yeah, yeah. it was video nasty. It was sure. Andy Dean said it used to be a, a video nasty smuggler. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, you kind of got used to watching them that way. But then all of a sudden, Arrow do this wicked restoration on some of these great yeah, old. I wonder films. where they're getting all the original prints and stuff to restore. Like they must be raiding vaults or something. They must be, but they. I think that they're they're building such a, a name for themselves now, yeah, um, yeah. and with the extras as well that they're putting onto these discs, they've obviously yeah. got some passion for it. And yeah, uh, the covers, the stuff, it's, it's, yeah, the yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Arrow Video. They're not sponsoring this episode, but no, no, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> we love them. Yeah, also spreading the love. Yeah, yeah, of course. And guys, this is going to air probably after the fact, but I think we need to acknowledge we lost. One of the industry's greats there yesterday, George Romero. Do we want to have a little reminisce of um, some of his I'm gems sure. and how much he maybe means to you, if yeah. if any meaning? Uh, yeah, I'd love to say a few words because yeah. um, George A. Romero, um, they, they call him the godfather of the dead. Uh, and in a way, godfather is kind of a... Um, that, that, that term kind of means something to me because it's almost like he was kind of like my filmic godfather. He, him, um, John Carpenter, Dario Argento, that, that trio of directors, um, are the whole reason that I got into films in the first place, pretty much. Um, and just, I was a huge, huge admirer of his work and also of the kind of person he was. Because yeah. he always, he was a nice guy. Um, and he got, he got shafted all over the place. Um, by studios and, you know, never really, never really had the success, um, you know, to allow him to carry on making the films. I'm sure his resume would have looked different if things had been different with the studios. He had a, a battle all the way through, but he was always smiling. Um, and that, that was a great inspiration, but his films as well, I mean, wow. Not, not only, I mean, I regard this is a personal, choice but i regard day of the dead as um that's my favorite all-time zombie film but i also regard creep show as my all-time favorite anthology and i also regard martin as my all-time favorite vampire film yeah yeah and that guy was responsible for all three he was and that's just you know so it was yeah last last night when we when we found out i was completely was just numb just felt hot empty because you know I know he was 77, but 77 years is not long enough for a guy like that. Mm. 
Uh, it didn't feel like he'd reached the end of his cycle. It's, he, I, I just knew that he had so much more that he wanted to say. Yeah, of course, because I was just checking the IMDb today and there's a few like little bits and pieces that were in pre-production or yeah. wrapping up and you're just like, oh man. Caught yeah. kind of in his second wave because he kind of disappeared for a while there and it kind yeah. of took until uh, Land of the Dead that he kind of really made a comeback. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. He made- yeah, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and then and then Survival of the Dead. Um, I've actually got um, appraisals for Land of the Dead and Diary of the Dead, which have been written for months, and I've not released them. And I've also got a George A. Romero tribute, which I wrote months ago, which hasn't been released. I'm going to pick my time, because right now it's... No, it'd be, it'd be distasteful, almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, even last night I put a, um, um, a little uh, Twitter tribute to George, but mm. I didn't. There was no hashtags. I didn't put Romero. I just wanted to say my words to George, and that was it. And it's like I'll pick a time, but it seems like a nice way to honour him. That I've actually got lots of things written that are about his work and about kind of you know that sort of show what he meant to me as a as a young boy, yeah. wide eyed boy walking into video shops and seeing the Dawn of the Dead sleeve for the first time, you know. So yeah, he'll be he'll be greatly missed and. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people talk about kind of Michael Jackson in the, in the pop industry and how big that was. Mm-hmm. Um, a loss, I think, George A. Romero in Same horror. Us, yeah. it, no, for uh, us, I think this is definitely losing nearly yeah. your your uncle or something like that. Absolutely, If you're not hurting after this one, you have no soul. You are undead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's not too yeah. bad. Yeah, no, he changed the face of horror definitely with uh, zombies. They used to just be uh, reduced to some sort of Haitian voodoo before he came along. So fair play. Yeah. Fair play to that. Spawned a full industry. Uh, there wouldn't be The Walking Dead, I'd say, without George Romero. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't be a Walking Dead. There's so many... Yeah. So many other films, and not only, and not only that, but the whole kind of the the social, um, yeah, the, the social commentary, the kind of characters that he wrote as well. Yeah. There was they weren't just kind of black and white, good and bad. Yeah. You know, you got shades of of grey in them. There was just there was just something special about the his writing and the way that he kind of presented it on screen. But also about the people that he surrounded himself with. There was just this it shows, yeah, just um, real passion. And, shows, uh, yeah, real passion. He never lost his passion. He, he, I think he was still young. And we received the movies as you know, movies as a, from a young filmmaker in a way. Because um, it was, yeah, I think the, his heart was marvelous. And it, he, he made movies with his heart. So we never had the impression, you know, big studios were not behind or no, it was just marvelous, marvelous treasure and marvelous gems, and and we're still um, watching them. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you I know, watch some still, of it tonight now as a, my own little tribute. Uh, well, well, what's that? What one you gonna watch? I'm not even too sure. I might go all the way back. Might yeah. have to go Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, that would be a great tribute. I, we actually watched um, Night Riders today, and funnily enough, that's um, it seemed like the most fitting tribute we could have picked. Yeah. Because the film actually, um, I won't say too much. I'm going to write about it soon. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the film and and everything about the film, it's 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 his most personal film, but also it kind of speaks about. Um, it, you see all of his strengths in there. It's not a horror film, no, um, but it just shows that he was more than just uh, he was more than just a horror filmmaker. He was just a great artist. Yeah, mm, of course. Well, guys, we'll go back to something a little bit more cheery. The cheery side of the chats we we're having. We'll go nearly all the way back to the start. We have the icon label pictures, Emily. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the name behind that, because it, it kind of nearly seems something that should be taken already, but it's actually your little baby there. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, that, that's it. Um, I I had this uh, idea of um, create kind of a uh, let's say a community with uh, 
creator. So it's for me, it's a genre label, um, an, an association of creators. And at the same time, I have this association icon label, not icon label pictures, just to um, promote also writings, musics, uh, everything about art and creator, uh, creators and creative people. But this icon level pictures was, um, yeah, meant to be a, in a way, kind of a company for makers and creators uh, who wanted to work together um, and and do movies together. So yeah, this is this. So icon because iconic label because there is this kind of you know. It, it is. It means to me that um, it's um, a label of quality, a label like a label uh, record label, something. Um, it has also something to do with music and pictures, pictures because of that. So yet yeah, my baby. Um, um, I create the site. Um, let's say, oh, probably ten years ago, but it became some something else, and uh, it's there. Maybe one day. Um, it's going to be a real company, I don't know, but for the moment, for me, the, um, the important thing is that, yeah, it puts people together to create a community of people who really want to uh, work together and do their best to entertain, yeah. to entertain others. Yeah. That's great <laughs> stuff. And then on the other side of the room here, we have Gruhead Pictures. Do I have that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gruhead Films. Um, oh, Gruhead Films, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. When, um, it was when well I, hidden. It's hard to find out about that. It is. It's all a bit low-key at the moment because it's... Um, yeah, I mean, the Gru, the Gruheads was the original kind of mantle that came from Rivers of Gru when it first started. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's, in the, it's in the same sort of stage, yeah. really, where it's, yeah. uh, um, you know... We want to get Ravish, which is the the, the feature yeah. film that we're that we're working on. We want to get to that that to the point where yeah. you know it's it it's ready. We can do something with it, um, and yeah. then just sort of build this from there. Yeah. So it's all kind of early days at the moment. But... Yeah, this is why we have Icon Label because Icon Label is the non-profit making association, and this thing uh, is supporting Icon Label Pictures. Okay. And Vestro Pictures, which is the company of Tony, Tony Newton. So that's why, yeah, but I think, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's first steps to it. Oh, very good. And then just going back to the name Rivers of Grew, is that anything got to do with Dying Earth by any chance? Um, no, do you know what? It just kind of, it's a little bit like most of my kind of writing and ideas. It just kind of come to me and I didn't really know. I, I just I just had a, a nervous breakdown at the time. Okay. When I, when I started writing, I suddenly got sort of 40 years through my life and realized that uh, I needed to be creating rather than doing someone else's work for them. Yes. You know? uh, and I had a meltdown and then it just kind of, it, it just came from that. Um, it started off, I mean, my name was Crimson Quill back then. Um I hadn't really got an identity. It just started from that. I just came up with the name Rivers of Grew. I just like the way that it kind of... Um, I think the idea was that um, uh, a river flows into something larger. Yes. Um, and it was, you know, like a small channel of horror that, that, that can become something bigger. And I wanted everyone to kind of, you know... Uh, to, to be a part of it and take ownership of it, I, I've got a very, I haven't really got an ego. I'm quite, I'm just chilled and easygoing. I, I, I want it to be about people being involved. I was very careful when I, when I, with the whole Creators Unite thing to say, this isn't, this isn't me, this isn't, this is, I just want to be a part of it. I just want to see something grow. And I think Rivers of Grew was, was that. It's a river that, that I wanted to just go into something that, that's that's larger and connects with with people that have got that same kind of passion mm. drive for horror and just and and see where it leads so it, it i think that was my thinking but it tends to be my ideas kind of come a lot of the time on a subconscious level and i don't even realize until yeah, yeah. until afterwards why i've done them yeah. so there was it wasn't like i need to to have river in the title, it just kind of yeah, it just comes to me. Yeah, yeah, that's what the thing is. I can level pictures. It came to me. I don't know 
how and when it can that way, but the, the three item level pictures was logical. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you were just saying there on connecting and the whole bigger picture. I was trying to do a little bit of mental jigsaw puzzle there because Emily on your Twitter in the profile picture there's a girl with black hair but also she is plastered all over the river as a grew site so I was wondering was that you Emily but obviously it's not it's not the same person who is that person the one the black the, 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 the Tromadols yeah it's the the, um, the 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 character of Tromadols Bijou okay yeah so yeah it's me in a way because uh, it's me with the accident thing you know but it's yes. not me <laughs> the the um, the person is a model. It's Patricia Schmidt. Okay. Was a, a big model. Yeah. Yeah. No, because there is also someone else who was on the scene there for a while. Scarlet Genesis. Do you want to talk briefly, or does she have any involvement still, or on the side? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, I think so many of us, and so many of the people that are all kind of involved in some way, um, we've all had so much stuff going on. We're all struggling artists well um which is a big thing and it's it, it's it's hard to keep a track of it i i struggle with social networking i'm quite kind of um quite reserved i do my own thing i sort of tuck myself away in my little hove and do my writing um and i think you know um scarlet or um heather free and uh, her, her real name she's um you know she's like a fellow creative and she's been sort of doing her stuff and uh yeah we the main thing is everyone kind of goes off in these different directions but there's always i the way that i work is that everyone's we're we're all we're all together we're all in it together but you know paths just kind of i guess that's the whole river thing you know paths go off in different directions but all of, all of these people, you know, she's wonderful. There's a lot of people that have been involved, uh, some wonderful people stateside that have been, been involved, that have been, um, you know, who are, will always support. Um, but I guess everyone's just kind of doing their own thing at the moment and trying to find, trying to find an answer to this whole, you know, <laughs> doing something in horror conundrum and, and yeah, getting, yeah. getting something good on the go. That's why we've been kind of focusing with uh, what we can do um, here on home shores, you know, because um, yeah, yeah. we're all kind of closely connected and, and, you know, the more that we can sort of build something, the more we can start to sort of take it stateside and, 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 and really sort of make a difference in, in an industry that, that is just chomping at the bit to, to go off the leash and do something special. It's like we're on the verge. It just feels like we've been on the verge for years now. Horror's <laughs> in pretty good health. There's been some, some really decent... Uh, the early noughties there was a bit touch and go. It was nearly... Yeah, the oh, end of it. and the 90s was just like a graveyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 90s was just horrific. The, the Yeah, the noughties wasn't, wasn't great, but we saw, you know, the likes of kind of... Um, you know, films like Saw and Hostel and um, and Shaun of the Dead, films like that 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 go high profile help. Um, but it, it, there's not really been any real great follow up. I've not seen yeah. horror really blooming like it did in the early eighties. That that's what would be wonderful. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see the, the BBFC get pissed off again and start banning. <laughs> you know? Hopefully not. That would be terrible. <laughs> be like Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen in this day and age unless they dig up Mary Whitehouse. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I know you need to get going soon. So any closing comments before we sign off with where can we find you? Um, oh, um, for me, just, um, yeah, it's been uh, great to, to meet you and to, uh, well, yeah. to be on your show. and really appreciate yeah. it, so thank you. Oh, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. There'd be no show without the guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one actually wants to listen to me. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, absolutely. I'm sure that is not the case, sir. No, yeah. No, it's not. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's just been a pleasure, sir. Oh, yeah. Emily, yourself, any closing remarks there? Oh, oh, oh I, I'm so grateful you wanted to uh, 
no, really. Just massage my ego a bit more there, guys. <laughs> I love your show and I love the people you invited. They are great people. They oh, are thank you. <laughs> no, no, but really, you know, Richard, it's a, it's a marvelous podcast. You know, really marvelous. I think it's, yeah, one of the best, I think. Well, I'm trying to get it out to as much people as possible, so uh, send a link to all your friends and family. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, we will do. We will oh, do. Yeah. Oh, oh, a great name, by the way. Very, very strong English yeah. name you've got. Oh, yeah, it's a really good name, actually. It's one of my favourites. You have a great name there, too. <laughs> so, guys, where can we find you online just to wrap up there so and you can hop in that taxi? Yeah, okay. Um, it's so www.icon with an E, icon, labelpictures.com. And it's for, on Twitter. People can find me uh, at um, at Emily Flory, but Emily is with I E and Flory is with an Y. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and it's, it's it's capital E and capital F. So Emily Flory, but a Y for Flory and I E for Emily. So that's yeah. Yes. Everything will be in the show notes, but I just wanted you to. Voice it yourself. Give a little flair. <laughs> a little je ne sais pas. Yeah. <laughs> and Richard, where uh, can we find you online? Uh, well, on Twitter, it's um, at Rivers Group, um, and I'm uh, the keeper of the quill on on Twitter. Uh, the site riversagrew.com uh, is there's about eighteen hundred um, different uh, pieces of writing on that site. Um, pretty much all of which are and me, it's like a, you know, it's my, it's been my, my, my baby, my blog since the start. Yeah, you'll have to be and keeper of the Crimson Library now. There's so many pieces there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm just getting close to 800 appraisals. So if, yeah, if people go to the homepage and they see the, um, the, the appraisal archives, if you go in there, they, you can click on it A to Z as well, and you'll get like a full list. And there's almost 800 films now that I've appraised. So, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff there there's like four years of writing there for, for anyone that's that's into horror um and i'm just gonna yeah keep on keeping on <laughs> great stuff great well thank you very much for coming on and uh enjoy your night out on the town of essex <laughs> thanks my friend thank, thank you, you very much thank you. all right best of luck talk again soon okay. uh, yeah <laughs> bye bye And that was my chat with Emily and Richard. Thank you very much for coming along. Had a lot of fun with them, and I hope you did too, if you've made it to this lovely little wraparound section at the end. Now, all their links will be in the show notes, so you can follow them on Twitter or whatever you'd like to do. Say hello. I'm sure they'd love it. And since I've recorded it... I can talk about the next episode. I'm going to have Mark Corvin, the composer for the recent success, The Vivitch, The Witch, and the 1997 horror cult classic, Cube. So that was fun to chat with him, and it was very insightful, actually, because I don't know much about music or composing, so uh, he taught me a little bit. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at the Fear Merchant and for everything else thefearmerchant.com and if you're enjoying the show why not leave a like comment subscribe wherever you're listening to this give it a thumbs up so guys until next time be good be merry be safe see you on the flip side come back at a time